Welcome to the Your Bold Life Podcast. I'm Val Selby and I'm an empowerment coach to women over 40. I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. So today, if you were listening to a past episode, I had said that I craved another conversation with someone. And today I'm going to have that conversation with Catherine because I really wanted to dig more into the spirituality side. Um, we just did not have enough time to, in one podcast no. to get through all of the topics. We <laughs> did. We had a good time, but not enough. <laughs> so I really appreciate you being here, Catherine. And um, it's Reverend Catherine for everyone, but she does like to be called Catherine, of course. Mm -hmm. And for those that are brand new and we didn't get to our previous episode yet, can you just go ahead and tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am a fat queer femme who um, is a minister in the Unitarian Universalist tradition. Um, I'm also a white woman. I didn't mention that. I should say that. And um, I am also, since 1999, have been an initiate in the Stone Circle Wicca tradition. And I help people who are alienated from or ambivalent about religion to find their own really deep spirituality, their, their authentic spirituality. That's my real work in the, in the world. Yeah. And when you've talked about it in that light, I, I know that that's why I felt a connection with you mm -hmm. about being able to talk to it about it. I know um, you had said you were, you were raised Catholic, right? I was. Yes. Okay. So you're raised Catholic, but not just raised Catholic, you embraced it. I did. It was a big part of your spirituality. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you have lived through and not through with I guess, because it's not like you left it. <laughs> you didn't leave your spirituality behind. Right. <laughs> it grew with you. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that you've been in the, uh, the, some of the different relig religions um, mm -hmm. just has my curiosity absolutely picked. Because sure, sure. I love talking about religion to, uh, with women who mm -hmm. really believe in their religions and can yeah. talk about it from their heart. Mm -hmm. Yum. <laughs> so how did... Um, the, the Wicca and the it's universal... Unitarian Universalism. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, I, know, I don't it's know hard if to I'm going to be able to say that one. <laughs> Just call it UU. UU, there we, we go. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm big on acronyms. I will yeah, yeah, UU is what we call ourselves <laughs> usually. Um, Unitarian Universalism, by the way, is a relatively small um, denomination of about 100,000 people in the United States. Um and we don't have a, and this is important to answering your question or your thoughts. We don't have a set creed of like things you have to believe about God or that you have to believe in God at all. Uh -huh. um, instead, we have a covenant, right? An agreement to affirm and promote seven, soon to possibly be eight, ethical principles for how we live our life together, which means there are atheists you use, mm -hmm. there are Jewish you use, who sometimes call themselves Jew-use, <laughs> and there are also Boo-use, who are Buddhist you use, uh -huh. and I am a Wiccan you you. Right. 
right? So, except I usually call myself a UU Wiccan uh-huh. because Wicca is really where my yummy, like, spiritual sustenance comes from in my heart, uh-huh. right? Unitarian Universalism is is theologically fascinates me. I love working with Unitarian Universalist congregations. I love preaching. It's super fun and um, allows me the opportunity to really have a conversation with a lot of people at one time, kind of like this. Right. <laughs> um, but my heart is really in, in Wicca. Yeah. Um, so the yeah. UU sounds like exactly what, <laughs> what I feel mm-hmm. when, I'm just, when I'm just having a conversation with everybody from all the different religions. Right. It's well, like, and we tell have... me why you love your religion. Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you want me to tell you why I love? So, so why do you why do you lean with the Wicca? Um, what draws you into that? Partly because I've been at it longer. Okay. I first started um, engaging paganism, which is neo paganism or paganism is kind of like the big branch like you would talk about the abrahamic religions of christianity judaism and islam Mm -hmm. and under paganism are like several different kinds of wicca norse traditions lots of other traditions that some Mm -hmm. people think go under there and some don't but wicca is definitely a pagan religion for quick and dirty explanation of right? how it all fits together. <laughs> anyway, Stone Circle Wicca is a tradition that really is rooted in following the seasons of our individual hearts, of our community, of um, uh, our circle mates, and of the larger world, Um, the people in the larger world, but also earth as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so we we are also a very ceremony-based tradition, which means that we make ceremony that we call needs-based. So when, and there are all different kinds of human needs, right? Like some human needs are just devotion mm-hmm. and the expression of joy. So for example, on May 1st, which is called Beltane for us. Yep. I've heard of that before. Um, yeah. <laughs> we might like dance the maypole, right? Where you see a big, tall tree trunk and many ribbons and people dance around and they wind the ribbons down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to do well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it does have to have a nice braiding to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, um, so we celebrate eight holidays that were, four of them were originally and are still practiced as Celtic high festivals. Mm-hmm. And Beltane is one of them. Samhain, or Samhain, which just happened, is... Halloween and the nine days following it, it's or it falls on Halloween and the nine days following it. Um, the next fire festival is in February, is very beginning, like Groundhog Day, and it is not a coincidence 
that in bulk, the name of that holiday and Groundhog Day are at the same time. They're yeah. related mm-hmm. because in one way, because in Ireland, it was believed that in bulk was a really good day to do weather prognostication. Mm-hmm. And we do that with the groundhog, right? We, yep. we ask the groundhog, mm-hmm. are we going to have six weeks of winter? More weeks of winter. Um, Beltane then is one and Lamas, which is in August, the beginning of August, which is Lamas is short for loaf mass. And it's the bread holidays. It's, it's the grain harvest. The mm-hmm. first of the big harvest festivals. Mm-hmm. So we have those four holidays that are called the cross quarters. And then in between each of them are the solstices and the equinoxes. Mm-hmm. Right? So what that means is that we get to have a festival every six weeks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why not now, be celebrating every six weeks? <laughs> right. And and different ones have different feeling mm-hmm. to them, right? Mm-hmm. So I started off talking about human needs. One of our human needs is to mark the passage of time as we experience it as human beings, mm-hmm. right? So in bulk, the holiday in February is in the Northern hemisphere, a holiday about light, but not heat. Like the sun is coming back. It's, it's, it's been born, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the light is back to a degree, but it's still cold. Yeah. Right? light but not heat and then um Samhain for example is the festival of the ancestors um it's the festival where we think about legacy Mm -hmm. and our ancestors and our descendants and it has a little darker tenor and by dark I don't mean um what we would call maleficia ill doing bad magic I just mean that it has this sense of solemnity that is also sort of like a the foil or the pairing with Halloween. Yeah. Right? Because at Halloween we have this like raucous time that even includes our kids. Yeah. And if you think about Halloween, one of the things that I think is most interesting about Halloween is that we send our kids, sometimes with their parents, but not all the time, to wander around the neighborhood and get candy, right? From strangers. From strangers. <laughs> yep. It's like the opposite of the way the world tends to behave yeah. these days. Every other day. <laughs> right, every other day. Exactly. So I personally am very attached to the what is called the wheel of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. And part of that is because of my Roman Catholic roots. In Roman Catholicism, you also have very distinct seasons and holidays, which is different from many Protestant traditions that, um, especially evangelical traditions that don't celebrate like the feast of St. Michael the Archangel. Yeah. On September 29th, right? Like, <laughs> or Francis of Assisi on October 4th. Yeah. Right? They don't have that. Um, but 
Roman Catholicism has Lent, it has Holy Week, it has Advent, it has the Easter Vigil, right? It has all these things. So I was like prime material to make the leap from Catholicism into paganism. Yeah. It's actually not that far. It's not, no. <laughs> it's not that far. It's not. <laughs> um, and, the, and the thing, I mean, and you know this, but the thing that happened with me is that I had this very close-knit, very loving, very, at least on the surface, and very um, important religious community in my teens and my Catholic community. And then I came out mm-hmm. when I was 17 and lost that community entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had met the Pope. connected to it, you yeah, were, that was yeah. devastating. It was devastating. I mean, I had met the Pope. I had sung for the Pope. Yeah. I had sung all over Italy um, on, a, on a tour with the choir that I was in. Oh, man. I, like, for example, okay, here would be Christmas for me. Yeah. 4.30, Christmas Eve, sing the mass parts it's called cantering Mm -hmm. by myself with the organist for the earliest service 7 30 kids service direct the kids choir okay midnight mass sing with the adult choir and play handbells 9 30 in the morning christmas day wake up play handbells again 11 o'clock play in a different handbell choir right so like <laughs> i was going to church like four and five times yeah you were all in <laughs> i was all in i was all in and so losing that community was just devastating just devastating did it take you a little while to find the next community uh, a next community for sure but it wasn't a religious community, right? That first yeah. that I first found. What I found was the queer community, the LGBTQ community, that really was like. Um, I started doing AIDS activism. I worked for an HIV/AIDS nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to thewayoftheriver.com, my website, you can see some fabulous pictures of me from the 90s. <laughs> and, I, and I will say, and I don't think Val, I don't think you know this, none of the pictures are from Halloween. <laughs> now I'm like, now you're gonna distract me because I'm like, no, don't go over there. Uh-huh. Don't <laughs> there it, yeah. Stay present. <laughs> yeah, from the 1990s, not Halloween. Halloween. I but can imagine. Like I mean, I, I, yeah, I graduated in 91. I, I'm already imagining friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can't wait to look. And, you know, I like danced and danced and danced and danced and drank my face off and, mm-hmm. you know, was a party girl. And um, when it came to my sexuality, I generally say that I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that was my very early 20s. Yeah. And then um, in that same time, I met my first 
people who identified as pagan and they identified as witches. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will say, well, were they white witches? Were they good? And again, I don't, that light dark thing. Mm-hmm. Right. right. They were good people who yeah. practiced um, paganism. Uh, Francie was the first pagan woman I ever met. And then um, a man named Randall with whom I was very, very, very close for 20 years. Um, But when I was 23, 24, I found a place in Southern Pennsylvania where they were raising a stone circle. One stone, multi-stone, multi-ton stone at a time. Wow. Once per year. Yeah. Like sometimes three stones if they weren't that big and sometimes just one. And using rollers, big hunks of wood. Yeah. Rollers. Going old school. Sledges, <laughs> ropes. And the big machinery was the thing that made the concrete for them to sit in. Yeah. And winches to make it safer to pull them up upright. Um, but otherwise, just people power. Hundreds mm-hmm. of people. Again, if you go to my website, you can see a picture of this going on. Nice. Happening. So it was in that environment that Stone Circle Wicca was born. Mm-hmm. In 1999, a group of us began studying with a woman who had been, her name was Pamela, who had been really, really, really engaged with a style of Wicca that is founded on the relationship between men and women, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I have been known to, in in moments of levity, describe this kind of Wicca as boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. (laughs) And most of that first class, almost all of it, was radical fairies and a couple queer women. Right. This was not going to work. <laughs> right? like, we had to find another way. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had to find another way. And the other way that we found was that we created, out of the traditional teaching that we had learned, the community where we were, um, you know, I went camping like every other weekend there mm-hmm. all summer. Um, Stone Circle Wicca was sort of born out of that fertile ground. Yeah. And um, we um, developed a curriculum yeah. to teach people who wanted to become initiates in the tradition. And we developed a system of mentorship. We used the um, Wiccan framework of having three degrees where they, which identify when you're a first degree, you know how to make a ceremony. Like you know how to use our 13 tools that are like sacred tools. as a second degree person, you have been confronted with your shadow and had an underworld experience, like really gone into your not so great parts of yourself and really face them. Mm-hmm. 
And as a third degree, you have a desire for service and spiritual care of the community as a whole. So that's kind of the like a, a sketch of uh-huh. of who and how we are, and you know, we made at that time we made ceremonies for three and four hundred people sometimes wow. at, from at festivals, right. and in the middle of a partially created stone circle, <laughs> under oak trees, you know, in the woods, it was amazing. Yeah, it really was. So cool. Yeah, but now we are Stone Circle USA. Mm-hmm. Little parentheses around the USA. It's like PC USA, the Presbyterian Church USA. Yeah. <laughs> Same concept. Yeah. So we're developing an online curriculum that we can teach so we can connect people all over the country mm-hmm. with our tradition. And We did that a little bit in our last time. We had a class in Portland, Oregon, where I am, a class in Maryland, and a class in West Virginia. But now we have someone from Mississippi who's interested, someone in Michigan, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. someone in Oakland, California, somebody else from Portland, and uh, someone in Vermont, people all over the Mm mid-Atlantic. We're having to put a cap on how many students we're able to accept. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So we're trying to figure out what that curriculum is going to look like. Yeah, for sure. So when you started, you talked about the seasons and there's all the various seasons and you mentioned individual hearts. Yes. What does that kind of look like for a season? Well, it's like you have recognized a season of life. Mm -hmm that women in their 40s, and I would say especially in their 50s, often have this like blossoming into their own power, Mm -hmm. right? Many of them, if they've had kids, the kids are getting older, they're getting to be more independent. Mm -hmm. They're still their kids, obviously they always will be. But but there is this blossoming of a new power. Um, in them that they maybe weren't able to recognize earlier in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's a season of life. Gotcha. Yep. You know, like that's a season that you identify, identify with. In traditional um, understanding, people talk about the maiden, mother, and crone, which are three seasons of a woman's life. Mm-hmm. But... Not all of us are mothers, right? Mm -mm. And we're missing a space. Mm -hmm. That space between mother and crone, I identify as the queen period. Yeah, I can can get on board with that identification. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like the sovereign period. Where you're like, I am myself. Yeah. This is my life. It doesn't belong to anyone else. Mm And so this is an example of something we might make a ceremony about Mm -hmm. where you have a woman or a group of women who are moving into this sovereign period in their lives. We might write a ritual to mark that passage. Um, We we do have croning ceremonies and maidening ceremonies. Um, Uh 
But I think it would be great to have a sovereign, you know, sovereign ceremony. Oh, for <laughs> sure. This is why I absolutely adore talking to everybody about their different religions. Is because <laughs> when you start getting passionate about it, I can see it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yes, I love, well, I just love any reason for celebration, actually. <laughs> but Yay! really do um yeah so i i had a feeling that that's what you're going to say with the individual hearts mm. um i usually jokingly use the term it, it was of a past life right you know i always say you know, that was that uh, you know i'm joking yeah that was my past life you know <laughs> it's like because we've moved so far from it you yeah. know it feels like it's like you know she's already been an empty nester now for a few years right so like, yep that was my past life mm. <laughs> And now I'm leaning into the, this queen one. I'm loving that idea. Right. I often describe myself as a sovereign femme. Yeah. Often as a description of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I li- yeah. I like it. I like a lot of this stuff. And I'm not, I'm not sure if it's because of, so my parents were raised Catholic mm-hmm. um, in not not healthy Catholic, mm. where they didn't love the Catholic religion at all. Mm. Um, it was a lot of the shaming, yeah. Catholicism, you know, yeah. and, and like my mom said, when she found out that none of her relatives that she loves are going to, to heaven with her, she was pretty much a, a no, because they were not Catholic. <laughs> so she was a pretty much no to that. But I yeah. did grow up with some of that ideal, of course, mm. and some of that because they grew up with that. So uh-huh, that was, uh-huh. you know, they're passing on. However, I have this whole giant side of being Native American uh, and yeah. going up to the reservation and having uh-huh. the longhouses and and right. all of those people from up there what, that from ran nation? away from Catholicism. Um, it's Chihuahuan. It's up there uh. in, right outside of BC or right yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of of. Uh, you, well, you catch the ferry to go to Victoria. Right. Yeah, you drive right past my great grandma's house. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> drive right past her house if you're getting on the ferry. <laughs> my best friend lives in Bellingham. Yes. So yes. In, right on the way. In there, like... uh-huh. Yeah, it's all the same area for sure. It's so pretty. Um, so I wonder if that's why I lean towards, you know, and then we've got the Irish side. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. You know? I wonder if that's why I lean towards of all of this melding was, you know, I... Uh-huh. It's like, well, it, it was a part of all my ancestors for that. And it was a part of all my ancestors for that. I don't have this idea where it only has to be one. Mm-hmm. Because I do have all of these relatives mm-hmm. that fully believed in all of that. Mm-hmm. So for well, me, that, I don't believe yeah. any of it's wrong, which means I don't believe that Buddhism is wrong. I don't believe any right. of that because right. all of those ancestors that weren't mine they all believed in it for so long so who Hmm. am i to say it's interesting i um i'm kind of in karen armstrong's camp about this karen armstrong is a famous writer about religion yeah and she says essentially if your religion makes you a more compassionate person Mm -hmm. i'm all for it yeah right that's like her litmus test Mm mm-hmm and I think that's not a bad litmus test. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is the thing. That's why I can, I love connecting with, with, um, I usually only talk to women about, about religion. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I think I connect with it all of a sudden to certain women is because mm-hmm. you can feel the love coming from it, mm-hmm. the positive from it. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't feel like they have to be this way. 
Um, right. You just are. Yeah. And you love to talk about it. So that's why mm -hmm. I love, I love, 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 <laughs> love, love. All right. So I do want to talk about your event that's coming up. I'm so excited. Speaking of oh events. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of events and speaking of celebrating the year. Yes. Um, every year now, this will be the sixth year. We've, we had our fifth annual last year. And this will be the sixth time I've done this. I celebrate the Saturday before the winter solstice with um, an event called Going Into the Dark. Mm -hmm. And it is on four Zoom calls over one day. Yes, I have been using Zoom for six years. Yeah, me too. It's not, right? <laughs> no. Like, this is not a new pandemic thing. No, no, no. In fact, many of us have been cursing the pandemic for screwing up our Zoom. For screwing up our Zoom, right? Yes. Zoom was perfect before everybody else got on. Um, yeah. Um, although I do appreciate closed captioning possibilities. Yeah, yeah. So much we did get some good benefits out of it. <laughs> so... Um, the purpose of going into the dark is to create this really tender, sweet container in which people can come together and go on an interior journey that is simultaneously alone but also with a group of other people who are doing the same thing. And, you know, normally I would say when I'm uh, promoting going into the dark, oh my God, the frenzy of shopping and parties and, you know, this is not what the season is about. We need to like allow ourselves to rest, which is still true. Mm -hmm. And, but this year, if you go to the Going Into the Dark page, it says at the top, 2020. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. just. Yeah. Right? This year, this year, Going Into the Dark is going to be about relinquishing things that we've held really grasped really tightly to as part of our identities mm -hmm. and relinquishing them one by one by one. And to do that, going into the, going into an underworld imaginative journey and then returning to the upper world and discovering our identities being transformed and reclaimed. Mm -hmm. And one year when I did this, it was a labyrinth. And at the center of the labyrinth were some trees. And inside the little cups of trees was a compost pile. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was about like, what are your orange peels? <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> let's turn them into something fertile and good. Right, right. right. So, but this year's um, Going Into the Dark is going to be based on a myth from the third millennium BC, hmm. BCE, I should say, 
Um, so what is that? 5,000 year old uh, myth right. that is central to my um, growing as a, as a studied pagan person. Nice. Like, and it is, involves the goddess Inanna. Yeah. who was the one of the goddesses of Sumer um, and the city-state of Ur, you are. <laughs> um, you give me so much stuff to go look up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's an amazing myth. I won't be doing anything myth. else the rest of the day now. I'll just be on Google looking. It's an amazing up. myth. And <laughs> what we will do, like we meet at 8.30 on the West Coast, 11.30 or 8 o'clock. You'll have to check the website. As I say, I'm, I'm on it. Hello. <laughs> You're on it, yeah. <laughs> um, because I didn't want to make the the um, Pacific people wake up too early or the, the, <laughs> the East Coast people have to um, stay too long. Yeah. So, and we have these four calls. And in the second call, we do this journey. And then there's a big break so that people can go on walks, mm -hmm. can take a nap to mm -hmm. integrate what has um, come to you. You can write, mm -hmm. you can string cranberries with your kids. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the third call, we sort of process it. And on the fourth call, we offer blessings to one another. Nice. And it's just magical there's a there's a a quote i think if you're are you looking at it right now yeah i'm at the uh, website right now yep um there is somebody who said it doesn't matter what your calendar tells you yes you've got yes you've got a, a testimony a yeah would you read that i would no matter what your calendar tries to tell you the timing for reverend Catherine clarenbox going into the dark retreat is divine I recommend it to all religious professionals struggling to stay connected to a sense of the holy through the intense emotional and performative demands of December. I'm so grateful I said yes. Signing up with the dear souls whom I know and love across the continent was an extra bonus of sustaining joy. And that's yeah. Reverend Deanna Van Diver. Yeah, yeah. And so it, on one hand, it doesn't belong to any particular religious tradition at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. So there's people who come who are not connected to religion at all. Yeah. And then there are people, if you think about it, like ministers don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. They don't get to. Right. They work. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> they work on Christmas. Yep. Um, and so the group of people who come are like, people who have a religious tradition, but also feel this calling to pay attention to the return of the light, yeah. the return of the sun. And then we have people who are religious professionals, like Deanna said, and we have people who are um, what are called the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. <laughs> people who don't identify with a religion mm -hmm. but don't have a particular issue with it they just don't identify with oh it. look i'm a nun yeah you're a nun. <laughs> you didn't know you were a nun, I got I bet. A label. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, and so it's a really wide range. And when she said it was magical, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the thing, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's really, um, and I always say it's really tender. Yeah. It's really, it's really a sweet event. And it's just that one day and you can get someone to watch your kids yeah that day like, i would give I it would to yourself so. mm-hmm. give it to yourself as a present mm-hmm. um and or actually i have a couple of people who are giving it to their girlfriends as a present yeah right like yep. my best i can't go but i want my bestie to be able to go so yeah. they're sponsoring other people going yeah and then if you can, and they have kids, watch their kids for them. Watch their kids, yeah. Because <laughs> I would see, I would just, you know, just by looking at it and what you've talked about before and right now, I would say that this is kind of one of those things where you're going to want to immerse yourself. Yes. Because it otherwise is. it's going to be really easy for you to go pretend real life is happening yeah. while you're dealing and processing and going through things. And then you try and come back and yeah. you know that does yeah. It's, it's, um, some people can, can do both. Yeah. But if you're able to give yourself that gift of one day, mm-hmm. right, just one day for yourself to really investigate peace yeah. and joy and what it means to come out of the dark after going into the dark. Right. Like, what does that mean in your life? And there are people who come every single year. Yeah. Um, And that's so meaningful to me, you know, because then, you know, it's a good deal, right? It's a good, it's a good jam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they are definitely getting what they, what they need and what they were looking for. Oh, and very importantly, most people come in their jammies. Yeah, that is very important. <laughs> I know. As I'm sitting right? here in my jammy bottle. Sofa, <laughs> bed, rocking chair. Yeah. You know. Well, I just picture it as, as whatever you're comfortable. Yep. It's very, which is the way if you're going to actually do some, some work and let the work happen, Mm. not force it. I guess I, Mm. you don't want to do the work. You want to let the work happen. Let the work happen and enter into a receptive state where the work can happen inside of you. And in a certain way, like let the work do you. Yeah. Right. Let the work change you. Let yeah. that journey that we do together just open yourself to the words, to the to the imaginative power of that. And oh, this is really important. This is not a bells and whistles event. Mm-hmm. I am not going to show you a bunch of slides. Right. You know, there there may be a couple of photos. Mm-hmm. And there, I always send a PDF for folks so that if they want for each call that has some reflection questions, mm-hmm. or if they want to journal or write a little bit after each call, they can. Yeah. But it's certainly not required. Yeah. Um, but it's very, very simple and chill. Yeah. Um, but it's so deep. 
Well, I get the vibe so from it that y- yeah, you're all on your own journey, of course, as we mm-hmm. all are in self growth, and that's fucking scary. Yeah, that's especially in certain times of the year. Like you know, I, like before we got on the call, I was telling you I'm burnt out, and yes. I'm recognizing that I'm burnt out. Yes. So something like this, thinking of going on it by yourself, uh-huh. you know, through something uh-huh. that scares the crap out of me. I'm right. not ready. And that's for what it. I'm for. Yes. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm for because yes. my whole job at this event—not my whole job, but my main responsibility is told everyone yeah to create this expansive embrace Mm -hmm. in which people can feel comfortable doing something they may never have done before in their lives yeah you know people come and they're like imaginative journey (laughs) what even is that right what woo woo shit is this (laughs) You know, and some people have heard the term guided meditation. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Use that, right. use that language if that right. is familiar to you. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's really, really uh, a phenomenal event. And, and if you need to like get up and walk around, if you need to move around, um, if you need to have your video off, mm-hmm. You know, you're, I have a friend who comes, she, she signed up first this year. Yeah. She was the very first person who signed up. Um, she does a lot of her work on Zoom. Yeah. So she turns her video off. Yeah. Because eh, I just can't. I just, yeah. Eh, oh yeah. Meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it feels like work. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If she has to sort of be on and yeah. people can see her. So, but it is a beautiful event and I get a lot out of it, Mm -hmm. but I'm really tired at the end. Oh yeah. You know, because I am taking this group of people. It's like I have the front end of the rope, like a preschool class, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're all holding on to the little handles of a rope to to cross the street and walk down the sidewalk. Like I'm the person at the front and the back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, well, you've got that responsibility of, I do of making people safely travel through. Yes. What they're going to travel. Yes. And no space is totally safe, Mm -mm. you know, in the world, but I do try to make a space that is welcoming, inclusive, Um, you know, uh, and safer, yeah, safer than the the outside world, as it were, for sure. For so, I, yeah, if you go to the way of the river.com and go to the very, very top, like over the navigation bar. Mm There's a link to going into the dark. Yeah, the and I need a retreat, and I will have all of the links in the show notes for sure for everybody to right. go just directly right to there. Um, I like this, and I like the fact that I am glad that we did talk about it more. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those girls. I don't like sales pages, so I skim. Yeah. <laughs> so you did a good job, so I could tell what was going on, and then of course having talked with you before I I did have a vibe of of what was going to happen but talking to you more Mm one-on-one about it um it's it 
definitely is even more than the vibe. Well, I have to say, Val, and I'm not just saying this just because this is the kind of thing that could be really good for you. Yeah, I know. This is, (laughs) yeah, this is how stuff goes down. I had already planned on it, but I don't have that date available is the issue. Ah, Um, you should make that date available. I know. (laughs) Listen to Reverend Deanna. Yeah, I know. Especially when I let off with what I let off with when we first got back on too. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out. (laughs) And I'm, I'm, I'm laughing internally about the fact that my birthday is on February 4th uh-huh and I've always been hugely connected to light yeah hugely and not just in the way of um like the whole I mean we're Pacific Northwest so right. we all get seasonal disorder out here because we don't get right. damn we sunshine. have no vitamin D like, <laughs> no one has get, vitamin D yeah I'm on high doses of vitamin D and I still me too but I mean, I've always isn't? just had that huge connection to light like yes. ridiculous connection to light like mm. all light like Christmas time, we I light it up like Clark, Clark Griswold. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me ridiculously giggly. Yeah, to have the light, and it's pretty funny because my birthday's two days after. So you know, right, before. right. <laughs> That's why I love talking to you and other well, other light, people. Light about a bunch it all. of red candles this year. That's red the candles. that's the color. Red candles. Red candles. Okay, I will do that for sure. All right. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much for coming back on and talking to me more about this. And um, I am fascinated with the Wicca. I, I also want to say one thing mm-hmm. um, about an, the other link that people should know about. Um, just in case you're listening, if you Google the tradition of Stone Circle Wicca USA, uh-huh. it will come right up. It's a wild apricot site, so okay. I'm not going to go into the whole blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But if you search tradition of Stone Circle Wicca USA, it will come right up. Perfect. And I will have and you you'll email have me notes, the I'm link. Sure. Yeah, I will have you yeah. email me the link. So I will add that on there as well for everybody to go and check out. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got, <laughs> I try to keep the post-it notes. And of course, I've got three post-it notes sideways, crossways, <laughs> back of it now. <laughs> I am definitely going to be going and hitting some of this stuff up just to check Great. it out and read thank more you. and learn more. And thank you so much for sharing your love of your religions. I am happy to do it. Love it. Happy to do it. And um, and you, you'll see this. We also have chats that are open for people anywhere in the country on Sundays that are just like, let's hang out and talk about whatever, yeah. um, learn about Stone Circle Wicca. Oh, fun. You know, yeah. Okay, yeah. totally open to that that would be fun all right well thank you again for being here Catherine I appreciate you coming back and thank you for joining us today I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self